And now from east of the Pacific to west of parts unknown, south of Mars, north of hell, here are the smartest minds in the sport of professional wrestling. This is Brain Buster Radio. You only learn the way you are inside when life gives you the test. Will you back down, turn and run, or stand up with the best? How the hell are you doing, Brainiacs? Long Allen Ice T here, ready to talk programs with you on this special anthology version of Brain Buster Radio. What the hell's an anthology? Well, it just means you're going to get a bunch of different stories, a bunch of different personalities, a bunch of different tales, all in one action packed episode. Brainiacs, this is the exploding barbed wire death match of brain buster radio episodes this thing is unpredictable it's going to get sloppy violent and you won't be able to look away or stop listening that's the goal here and it's going to be formatted just like this you're going to get long island iced tea me solo you're going to get jumping jacob j solo vin man solo a man called wired solo milk house solo solo moose the mark solo and basically what you're going to get is each brain buster by themselves on a mini-sode, one-man show, and that means six shows all in one. Can you believe it, Brainiacs? Where else are you going to get this kind of action-packed pro wrestling talk all in one episode? But Brain Buster Radio, the original hype machine of professional wrestling in this week where we have AEW getting ready for revolution, WWE coming off of the chamber, The Miz is the new WWE champion. There's so much going on, so much to unpack, and that means we had to do something special for you on this road to WrestleMania in this crazy year of 2021. Each brain buster was asked one question by their fellow brain busters. One question, and that's how we're formatting this show today. So on each segment of this episode, Brainiacs, you're going to get five questions answered in each segment. One from each brain buster and the, the gimmick here. Nobody knows who asked what question. They're all anonymous, but we know they're from our fellow brain busters. So the five questions I have in front of me here, I know are from my fellow brain busters. They're from Triple J, Moose the Mark, a man called Wired, Mil Calsonis, and Vin Man. But I don't know who asked what. Maybe I can guess, but... It's all anonymous, and that's the goal here, to keep it unbiased, unfeathered, unfiltered, and totally no-holds-barred the way you like it and have come to know it here on Brain Buster Radio since 2012. Now, Brainiacs, let's get into it. This is the Long Allen Ice Tea segment of the show, kicking things off. <laughs> His opponent from Valley Village, weighing 157 pounds, Jungle Boy. So why don't we get into this, shall we? My first question. I have been asked, why won't AEW referees enforce the rules? 
Now, tweet it, read it, tout it, shout it, be all about it at the Brain Busters, Brainiacs, because I think you will agree with me here that AEW referees do a superb job of enforcing the rules of All Elite Wrestling. What, what's what's the gripe here? Who's asking this? And what, what do they have against referee Rick Knox? What do they have against Paul Turner? What do they have against the AEW officials? I don't know. All, all I know is that Aubrey Edwards is probably the best official going today, and she's an AEW referee, and I think she doesn't let anybody get away with shit when I watch her matches. I think someone's just upset that there haven't been any DQs or too many count-out victories in AEW. I think we got our first count-out victory ever in AEW this past week in the Women's Championship title eliminator uh, tournament with Aja Kong getting leg-dropped and not making it into the ring. So I don't know where this, what this question even means because I see enforcement. I respect law enforcement. I respect the law enforcement of AEW. They respect the rules of that promotion, and I think we get fair matchups. Basically what someone with this question is saying is that AEW is not fair and it's not enforced and it's a free-for-all and it's a lawless promotion, and I don't see that at all. TNT is a reputable television channel. They wouldn't let, a, let anybody, even Tony Khan, get away with that shit. So stupid question because the rules are enforced. What is one negative thing you're willing to say about the sport of pro wrestling is my next question. I don't know which one of my fellow brain busters would try to get me to do that and why they would try to do get me to do that. Someone who maybe has it out for uh, my reputation as the biggest lover of professional wrestling. I don't know. But I'm not going to try to guess who asked me that question. I'm just going to answer the question and, and do, you know, you want me to do it, I'll do it. What's one what, what's one negative thing you're willing to say about the sport of pro wrestling? Here it is. The sport of pro wrestling does not give us enough content to watch. That's the negative. It's just not enough. I'm sitting here on a Friday night, and I wish there was more for me to shove into my face when it comes to pro wrestling content. Like, there could be way more tournaments going on right now. There could be more exploding barbed wire death matches in different promotions. There could be, I mean, I really wish I had easier access to CMLL. There just isn't enough content, and that is somewhere the sport really needs to pick things up, I think, over the next decade. As we enter you know, this new decade of professional wrestling, I think things are going to change a whole lot, and I think one thing is that negative I just spoke of is going to change. We're going to get a lot more content, maybe thanks to the Peacock Network. A lot of money to go into WWE. Maybe they'll give us more shows. Definitely don't have enough. I find myself after 205 Live on Friday saying, what the hell's next? I got to wait a whole weekend? You're telling me WWE doesn't have a regular Saturday show for me to watch with in-ring action? Give me a break. Let's get something going here, Velocity. Third question. What was the last wrestling show you watched that you gave a thumbs down? What is with everyone trying to get me to be negative here well, I don't understand um, but I'm, I'm going to say something here that might be you know Triple J won the Royal Rumble credit to him and I think I'm hoping he's listening here because I think he'll like what I'm saying and he might maybe take it easy on me come Wrestlemania when I have to get punished because I give the Elimination Chamber a big thumbs down because of the ending of that pay-per-view anytime you're seeing The Miz win a championship especially that way the whole show is tainted. I don't care if 
the big dog came out with a huge win over Daniel Bryan, well deserved. Also, throw in the fact that Edge, you know, a cheap took a cheap shot at our our tribal chief, and the Miz doing that at the end just totally negated all the crazy stuff we saw in the chamber, made us all forget about it all. Not great, not the, not what WWE wants to happen. And now look who they have as champion. So thumbs down to the elimination chamber. How do you like that honesty? And how do you like that Triple J? Just know I'm on your side the whole way down the road to WrestleMania, brother. All right, next question. How do you feel about content that you didn't know about being counted as content you were not watching? You would feel as though you were cheated since you weren't aware of all the facts prior to planning your content viewing experiences? Let's ask that again. How do you feel about content that you don't that you didn't know about being counted as content you were not watching? <laughs> what? So I guess that's saying, how do you feel about stuff that's being pr- produced that you f- didn't feel obligated to watch, but found out later that you should have been watching it because it's part of something? I think they're, I know what they're getting at here. Basically, this is saying how fucking angry Long Island Ice-T was <clears throat> when the Dusty Rhodes Classic had matches go down on 205 Live and... You know, I took that those 205 Live weeks off, maybe, and didn't realize those matches were on 205 Live. Me and so many other pro wrestling fans who love the Dusty Classic. And then to watch NXT and say, wow, you really missed something on 205 Live. Why the hell didn't you tell me to watch 205 Live? Stupid son of a bitch. What kind of promotion is that? So that's how I feel about that. Would you feel as though you were cheated since you weren't aware of all the facts prior to planning your content view? Exactly. I felt cheated. 205 Live airing important tournament matches. Not one single solitary goddamn tweet. Not one mention of it on NXT. Just airing the matches. These are like... This is like those title reigns you hear about that happened but really aren't counted because they happened in a house show or a camera broke during the filming of the match this is unacceptable in 2021 shame on nxt for how that dusty classic was promoted has anyone ever called you t for short since your name is long uh you know what so i gotta tell you you know back in my old uh, my old days back in 2014 you Brainiacs probably remember those when Long Island Ice-T was going hard. I mean, this show was ripping. It was roaring just like it is it is now. But it was a little bit more, let's say, uncensored, un, unparalleled in how much we were talking about pro wrestling. Nowadays, everybody's trying to cover everything like we've been doing for so long. But back then, 2014, I was walking down the streets. I was talking professional wrestling so goddamn much I had to do YouTube videos before Instagramming and Instagram Junior and and social media uh, icons where their daily blogs and Ed TV come to life. Long Allen Ice T was out there pro wrestling today, walking down the streets of New York, and people would see me filming that thing, holding up my really shitty iPhone, and they they would just they, they couldn't get all the words out. So yeah, I was called T. Yo T, what's on this week's show? What's on today's show? What are you talking about? Did you see Raw last night? You saw Raw full? Yo T, yo T. And out of respect, I never 
acknowledge those people who call me T because that's not my name. That's Mr. T's name, and I pity the fool who tries to steal Mr. T's name. I'm not stealing that guy's gimmick. So anybody who loves their mama that much, you don't mess with them. So Long Island Ice-T would never mess with Mr. T. I don't acknowledge it if someone calls me T. You can acknowledge me as Long Island Ice-T if you want my attention. I'm not going to hold anything against you if you yell T at me. I'm just not going to answer it because that's not my name, and I have not earned the name Mr. T just yet. But who knows? Another Royal Rumble win here. Another WrestleMania moment there. Maybe pretty soon, each and every single week, you'll be listening to Mr. T on Brain Buster Radio. But for now, I respectfully just go by Long Allen Ice-T. And that's it. Those are my five questions to answer. I appreciate my fellow Brain Busters for sending me those. Do I want to take a stab at who asked them? I think, who would ask me about the name T? I'm going to say that. Maybe that was a Vinman. It sounds like a Vinman question, but I don't know. I can't even begin to guess. All I know is I respect those questions, and I respect all the answers we're going to get on the rest of this episode, Brainiacs. I hope you're ready, because you're going to hear more questions asked and more questions answered by the smartest minds in the sport of professional wrestling on this episode of Brain Buster Radio. Who's coming up next? It's all random on this episode, so... Here we go, Brainiacs, another Brain Buster on Brain Buster Radio, answering the important questions asked by his fellow Brain Busters. What a thrill! Space is the place. This is Brain Buster Radio. Give me what I want. Hi, Jennifer. Jennifer, what press junket is this? Is this the foreign press? Is that who's doing the interview? It's not an interview, it's Patreon. Patreon? What the fuck is Patreon? It's a place where they pay money to hear stupid shit. And I'm supposed to answer questions and what? And then they're going to hear me on Patreon after they do the thing. Are you serious? Man, what a racket. All right. Give me the thing. Give me the stupid thing. I right, press record on the button, Jennifer. Jennifer, press the button. It's already record. Jennifer, what did I tell you? When there's a hot mic, you need to tell me. All right, someone needs to edit. Jennifer, when this is, when I'm done, you need to edit this. Patreon, this is your favorite celebrity Hollywood milk, Calzonis. And it looks like I'm going to be answering the fans' questions. So, let's see what you guys got. Let's see what kind of wonderful questions you got from me. Who is Milk Calzonis when he's not wearing the mask? Okay, first of all, that's a dumb question. Second of all, it's Hollywood Milk Calzonis. Third of all, that's dumb. I'm always wearing a mask. It's like saying, uh, who are you without a face? You're fucking dead. That's who you are. All right, that's stupid. Going on, moving on. Does anything interest you right now in the wrestling? Uh, no, nothing interests me. I am Hollywood Milk Calzonis. I'm not in that business anymore. You shouldn't be asking me, what's your favorite mission? Jennifer, how old, how old are these people that are writing these questions, huh? Because so far, I'm two questions and it's dumb. All right, I'm not into wrestling. Why don't you ask me uh, what interests me in the movies, huh? I like movies. That's where I'm at right now. That's my business. I'm not John Cena or The Rock where I come back 10 years now and say, this is my home, but I've been gone for 30 years. I've never forgotten. And then I leave. I take a plane and I get out of there as fast as I can to work on my next big budget. No, I'm going to be honest. I'm a sellout. I'm selling it out. So don't ask me any goddamn wrestling questions. Okay? All right. So let's move on. I understand that the audience for your last motion picture broke all kinds of records for the most viewed motion picture ever. (sighs) 
Yeah, that's pretty much true. I mean, uh, that doesn't even sound like a question. It just sounds like facts. Oh, there's more to that. Right. However, uh, that was necessarily the case on premiere night. How do you explain the constant flow of new audience members trickling in well after the theaters were closed in the days following? First of all, Mil Calzones versus the Coronavirus de Tijuana. Always going to be number one. All right, all you have to do is you got to put my name in the big marquee, big fucking lights. You just shine those bad boys on there. And that shit's always going to do views. That's all that matters. All right. I don't know about any of this COVID or non-COVID. You put my name on the freaking movie and it gets views and it sells and it makes a lot of money for you and me. All right, we're moving on. Jennifer, latte please. All right, can you tell our Spanish speaking audience why they should watch more stardom? All right, first of all, all right, we're trying to hide from people that are Mexican. I'm not embarrassed about it, but if my uh, agent finds out or the casting people find out, I'm going to be playing a cholo for the rest of my life. So we're going to got to keep that down low, all right? So I'm not going to talk about that. Viva Mexico and Te Quiero Mucho Mi Mexicanos and watch Stardom. That gringa lucha libre bullshit. Alright, watch Stardom. That's just the shit. Okay. Alright, and the last question. I'm only answering one more, alright? They didn't pay enough. I don't care how much they're paying a month to see all my kind of content. It's not fucking enough. Alright, here we go. What feature do you want in the AEW video game that we haven't seen before? Uh, maybe something we haven't seen in the last couple of years. How about a good fucking video game? Huh? Oh, you know what else I would like to see from AEW? Uh, not a video game. What the f- What's the roster gonna be? Bunch of nobodies? Are you going to be playing and maybe have a, an arena where you're not in the fucking receipt of 308? That'd be dope to see in an AEW game where you're actually in a big area. How about, I also want to see uh, none of the WWE roster on the AEW game because that, that's pretty much, I'm just playing WCW versus NWO Revenge. That's all I'm doing. That's all I'm playing. I'm not, it's not AEW. It's just that game. Are we done, Jennifer? Are we done? Huh? Come on. Ryan Reynolds is waiting for me. We're going to go golfing and do all that stupid tequila shit he does. I, I am up. This is Brain Buster Radio, where the big boys play. Did you really think that I got back into this business to do a podcast? Well, let me tell you something, Brainiacs. Vin Man here for Brain Buster Radio, uh, this very special edition this evening, where I'm going to be answering some questions uh, from from my fellow Brain Busters. And from my understanding, these aren't just questions that they have. These are questions that all you brainiacs, all you fans out there want to know. And this is really just burning at the top of your mind, uh, try, trying to get inside my thoughts and how I feel about certain things. Uh, I have not previewed these questions, full disclosure. I have not, uh, I'm just going to pick them out randomly here. Uh, I'm going to read them, and then I will be providing my responses. I'm very excited to do this, I'm sure you brainiacs are as well so let's get right to it here uh this first one under your limited dates clause in your contract are you aware that apparently the amount disclosed under quote limited can change without your knowledge or consent <laughs> that this number can increase or decrease at the start of a specific appearance oh my goodness well First of all, I, I'm not really at liberty to discuss uh, my my contract situation uh, with, with Brainbuster Radio or Marburger Corporation for that for that matter. Uh, what I will tell you that this is completely false. Uh, this is this is absolutely wrong information. I, I, they may have got this out of the Observer or something like that. Uh, I, I, all that I can really tell you about my contract. At the moment is that you know I do have limited dates that I can appear there's a set number on those and and my contract is ironclad 
And I think we'll just leave it at that. Next question. Uh, can a professional wrestler be too big? <laughs> well, uh, the short answer here is no. Uh, absolutely not. However, uh, y- you got to have some athleticism to you. You, you know, you got to be able to move around a little bit. Um, you got to be able to walk to the ring. You know, you got to be able to move around a little bit while you're in there. Uh, if you look like you just got out of a washing machine, uh, you gotta, you gotta have something special about you. Uh, but you know, if you're big, that that's a good place to start. Uh, can you be too big? No, no, absolutely not. Next question. Uh, who would win in a shoot fight between the barbarian and Hercules? That, that's an interesting question here. Uh, the Barbarian, he, he, he's from Tonga. So I, I that right there kind of says you're most likely picking the Barbarian in a street fight. You know, they, those Tongans are as, as tough as they come. Uh, the Mighty Hercules, you know, th- this guy, just uh, a, a tremendous body. Uh, yeah, he could swing that chain around. But you got to w- worry if those are just beach muscles. Yeah, uh, you know, could, could he really you know, do some damage in a shoot fight? Uh, the Barbarian, in addition to being from Tonga, uh, in the early 90s, he was doing some very extreme training with Cactus Jack. And and that that's about as valuable as you could get uh, for a street fight, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, shoot fight, that is. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Barbarian. This This was an excellent question. Uh, I'd love to hear more of these, uh, get more of these questions and respond. I'm sure, sure the fans out there are, are very interested uh, in that kind of information coming from an expert like myself. Uh, so, so we'll move on to the next question here. What do you predict the rest of Sting's 2021 will look like? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I, I'm expecting big things. As I'm sure everybody is, uh, but you know, right now he's at this uh, AEW Revolution pay-per-view event that is, you know, a, a, a little over a week away as of this live on tape recording. Uh, he's got a, a big time battle on his hands. Uh, yeah, I understand he's got that that good athlete Darby Allen in his in uh, he's tagging with. But you're going up against you know, some, some mean dudes in, in Team Taz. Uh, and, and that's not going to be an easy task. There's no doubt about that. But I'll tell you something about the Stinger. Yeah, he's had the odds stacked against him before. Uh, if you recall, in War Games 1996, uh, you know he showed up and just took everybody out and then left. You know, I, I saw this guy beat up, you know, you know, four members uh, or three members of the NWO pretty quickly. Uh, three WWE Hall of Famers, for for that matter. Uh, so I expect Sting and Darby Allen to come on top in this street fight here. It's not going to be easy. Uh, as I've said, you know, Team Taz, those are some tough dudes. As tough as they come, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but then what's going to happen after that? Uh you know, I, I'm hoping the Stinger has gold on his mind, but also, you know, he's he's, he's got that issue with Cody, Cody Rhodes, as we saw whenever he made his debut, Cody and Arn Anderson. 
if Cody is, if there's anything left to Cody, I mean, he might get squashed by Shaq <laughs> this coming week on Dynamite, which I cannot wait to watch. Uh, Brainiacs, if you haven't already done so, make sure you set an alarm, set your DVR, whatever you got to do to catch that episode of Dynamite. Shaquille O'Neal, Big Diesel, going to be on uh, in a professional wrestling match uh, in a mixed tag. Uh, and, and Cody Rhodes, I, I, I don't, I feel bad for this guy. It's a good thing he's involved in dynamite from a, uh, you know, an administrative point of view, because there might not be anything left of him, uh, when he goes up against, against, uh, big Shaq. But, uh, as far as, uh, you know, sting for the, after he, you know, if there's anything to do with Cody Rhodes, which there may not be, uh, I, I think he's got gold on his mind. And it wouldn't surprise me, you know, during the main event of this uh, Revolution pay-per-view between Kenny Omega and John Moxley in that barb wire explosion match that uh, you you might see see a vulture come down after this one or or, or maybe a dark figure up in the rafters. I I cannot wait to see that. Uh, so, So we got one more question here. And... Can you go into great detail when you got to see the Stinger debut live at WrestleMania? Uh, I, I'm not sure who uh, submitted this question. I, I, you know, I've talked about this at length, but I, I will go through it uh, as you know, uh, as uh, the fans, I'm sure, would love to hear more about this. So I did not attend WrestleMania that year, WrestleMania 31, uh, which you know. Maybe in hindsight was a very good decision. Well, in hindsight, you know, uh, a horrible thing to have to miss WrestleMania. But maybe looking back on it now, you know, maybe a good decision. Because, yeah, you did get to see Sting uh, debut at WrestleMania. But also, you know, you got to see, you know, the greatest main event in the history of WrestleMania be ruined by that son of a bitch, Seth Rollins. Uh, Can you imagine if you paid money to see that? Uh, just ask Long Island Ice T how he feels about attending that WrestleMania. He he's still pissed off about it. Uh, but I was sitting on my couch, uh, on a sectional couch, uh, watching this on the WWE Network, which at the time was only nine ninety nine a month. Uh, watching it on a fifty inch, uh, high definition, high definition plasma television, uh which was a uh, Panasonic was the brand um, that I was watching this on. Uh, what time was it that night? What time was it? It was still light out in California. Uh, so out on the East Coast. <sighs> was it maybe like nine? Nine o'clock? I'm not sure. We'd have to, we'd have to look that up. Um, but anyway, uh, as I was saying, uh, I was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania at, at my residence, which I cur- currently no longer live at, uh, I might add. Uh, so, you know, we'll, you know, if you really want to know, uh, exactly where that location was, hit me up, uh, <laughs> on, uh, on, on Twitter and I can, uh, provide some additional information to you. On, on where that location was. Um, I was probably drinking a Coke, uh, a pop, um, Coca-Cola out of a can. Um, 
which I, I don't drink a whole lot of, but whenever, uh, you know, there's a big time wrestling match, uh, on television, I do like to have a pop. It also helps me, uh, maybe stay awake a little bit, you know, with that little extra caffeine, which I don't really believe in a whole lot, but, uh, I'm not old enough to drink coffee. So, yeah, I gotta, I gotta do what I gotta do. Um, what did I have to eat? I don't remember. I'll have to get back to you on that one, Brainiacs. That I do not know. Uh, as I, you know, I'm reading these questions for the first time, so I'm caught a little bit off guard by them. Uh, I don't remember what I had to eat. Uh, my uh, uh, wife uh, at the time was a my fiance, the most valuable Pam. Uh, she was watching this as well. Although by the time uh, the Stinger Man came out, I think she had fallen asleep. And I can't remember if she fell asleep on the couch or if she went upstairs. I'm going to guess she went upstairs because during this match, I, I was getting pretty loud, pretty rowdy, especially, uh, you know, all the run-ins in this match. When I heard that NWO music uh, come on, I I, I jumped out of, off the couch. Uh, I just could not believe what I was seeing. Um, what was I wearing during this match? Hmm. I I was either wearing an NWO shirt or a Mr. Kennedy shirt. Uh, One of the two. Um, I I don't remember which one. I apologize. Uh, But that's what I feel I was wearing. I don't don't own any Sting merchandise. Should I? Uh, I, I'm I'm not sure. Um, Just haven't seen anything that I'm particularly attracted to. I'd love to get an old WCW uh, Surfer Sting uh, shirt. Or jacket. If, if I'm getting any Sting merchandise, that's what, what it's going to be. That, that's something I want to point out to everybody right now. Is that, you know, as much as a, a huge fan of the Stinger that I am. Uh, and, you know, the Crow Sting version. I'm more of a Surfer Sting guy. So, it, I, I'm not sure how I feel about, the, about this particular merchandise that's out there. Um, I'm not somebody that just wears a shirt with a big black scorpion on it. Um, continuing on, uh, this match, uh, was great. As I said, you know, you had, uh, NWO guys coming out. You had DX guys coming out. Uh, it appeared that they were like trying to reincarnate some sort of Monday night war type situation. Although I would not, uh, say that that is the case. Uh, in this in this match because Sting and the NWO, you know, they were back and forth, you know, uh, you know, being allies, being against each other. And I think where it left off was Sting was not on the side of the NWO. So I don't I don't know. And the NWO was trying to destroy WCW. So I'm not quite sure why they would be teaming up, uh, especially since the NWO was sent by New York to uh, destroy WCW. So if anything, you would have thought, uh, Triple H and DX would have been aligning themselves with the NWO against Sting, who is WCW. But then again, DX, their whole purpose was just to take care of business that should have been taken care of a long time ago. So maybe they're not on the side of the WWF, and this was a, a three-person battle, and 
you know, there were only three NWO members, so Sting decided he should just go and, and join w- with the three so it could be, you know, whatever it was, four on four or four on five at the time. Uh, Six Pac, a little disappointed in him because I think at the time he, if I remember this correctly, and you know, this was a while ago, and it's, it, it's hard to go back and watch this because I was not there, and I know there's a lot of people like to take great pride in letting me know that as often as they can uh, but uh it, you would have thought x-pac uh at six would have stayed with the nwo because you know if you're in the nwo you got good you know movie feet hollywood feature film opportunities through hulk hogan uh, that's why the giant uh also known as paul white initially joined the nwo um so it I was very disappointed in the outcome of this match. I thought for sure Sting was going to win this one. Uh, I don't know how Triple H got the victory here. Uh, mostly because that son of a bitch, Shawn Michaels, was involved. Um, at the time, I had not buried the hatchet with Shawn Michaels. I want to let that be known. Uh, eventually, I did. Uh, so I'm, 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 you know, he's. I wouldn't say he's on my good side, but still just a little... <sighs> I'm not quite sure what we are at this point. Uh, we'll see what happens in the future. Uh, but, but yeah, Triple H got, got the victory. Uh, disappointed about that. Uh, disappointed Sting did not get get the win. Um, but it was great to see him on the grandest stage out of them all. I'm, I'm sad that I was not there. Uh, but, you know, now that he's, he's back in the game, uh, hopefully there'll be another opportunity uh, to see the Stinger live and in color. Uh, at some point down the road. Uh, so that's all for the questions today. I Hopefully I answered them, uh, you know, to the satisfaction of all the brain busters and all the brainiacs out there uh, to the best of my ability. You know, I went into as much detail as I could when requested. Uh, sometimes I was not able to go into any detail at all, and people should know that. And shame on them for even asking a question like that. Uh, so that's all for tonight, brainiacs. Uh, This is Vin Man here for Brain Buster Radio, and I'll catch you down the road. Brain Buster Radio. It's what's causing all this. That fat, no-good, human, waterbed, blowhard, gutless, wonder, coward, he's a liar. You couldn't believe him if his tongue was notarized. He thinks he's a big deal. He's a fat, ugly, useless, lived at home with his mother until he was 40 years old, piece of shit. Hello, Brainiacs and Brain Busters alike. It is me. Jumping Jacob J. Once again, the winner, the king of the Brain Buster Radio Royal Rumble. Or if, if some of you are starting to call me the king of sock style. I guess that's something going around now. Here to answer not only your questions, but those of the Brain Busters themselves. Let's get right to it. And I am going to try to guess who I think wrote these questions, although I think Wired wrote probably half of them, is what it sounds like to me. Uh, Let's just start off at the top. I've been asked from someone, what draws money? Actually, the email says 2020, but I think they meant 2021, so that's what I'm going to go with. And honestly, it's probably going to be the same answer. I'm going to guess Mil Calzonis um, asked me this question, you know, or maybe it was dictated to Jennifer by him. I'm not sure. But what draws money in 2021 in the year of our Lord? Uh, I think the biggest one, you know, especially since you either cannot have anybody there or very little people there is legends. Not a big surprise. They're legends 
uh, always draw money from now to the end of time and and forever also legends and then this one i hate to say but apparently rappers again i didn't know bad bunny was a thing but it, you know there's reports that he, he's selling merch uh he's doing numbers he's on mainstream tv again i only listen to music so i don't listen to rap so i'm not sure about that but i guess rappers and and legends apparently Next question, I'm going to guess this is from Moose to Mark saying, rank your top five Pittsburgh wrestlers. So difficult for the uh, top, probably the top two spots here. And, you know, obviously I'm not going with the criteria that you have to be, you know, you don't have to be born at McGee and, and live there your whole life. If you were billed from or, you know, from the, from the surrounding area, I'm considering you in here. Number one, I think you got to go, Bruno San Martino, one of the greatest of all the times. I wanted to put Kurt Angle in this spot just because I've seen him so much. You know, I've seen him live. I've spoken to him, but uh, I can't. You, you got to go, Bruno. I mean, you know, just you know, Vince Senior has a picture inside the garden because of Bruno San Martino. Uh, you know, this, this guy did so much bringing wrestling back after it was banned there. Uh, from from the early riots of the century, doing so much there, and of course, of course, Kurt Angle, you know, whether it's WWE uh, over TNA, just a natural, one of the guys that picked picked it up so well. The total package, in ring promos, uh, j- just everything, and, and such a great ambassador f- for the sport. Number three. The living legend Larry Zabisco. Of course, we remember that uh, infamous or or just famous Hall of Fame speech. Of course, sneaking through the bushes at Bruno's house, just trying to get a peek. You got to go with Zabisco. Who can forget Shea Stadium? Number four, I'm going to go with the franchise Shane Douglas, friend of Long Island Ice Tea. I know they've uh, they've conducted some business together. You know, Beaver County's own, but uh, but that's all right. Number four Pittsburgh wrestler ever, Shane Douglas. And number five, there were a number of choices here. I think the list is still out on, or, you know, the, the judges are still out on this one. But Corey Graves, of course, I remember seeing a young SJK working for the IWC in the area. Uh, you know, he definitely one of, was one of the ones on the card that looked like a professional wrestler carried himself like a professional wrestler and you could see him going somewhere and he is right now just unfortunate that the uh that the in-ring career got cut short uh not on his terms next question i have let's see now, now th- this one's tricky i'm, I'm gonna say Vidman, although it's got wired written all over it but just through process of elimination this is how does it feel to be declared the winner of a fraudulent royal rumble Vidman, it feels great Next question, I'm going to say this is from Long Allen Ice-T. He knows how I think. He's asking me, what's causing more hurt to the business? Ric Flair knocking up top-tier superstars, Mike Mazan in title reigns, or Booker's with a soft spot for ECW and FMW? Let's just go down the list here. I'll analyze this a little bit. Flair knocking up superstars, that's great. I, I, I want to watch Raw because of that. Now, a reason that I did not watch Raw is because Mike Mazan and once again is their champion my my god what do they think is in this guy i mean at least he's proficient in the ring now i'll give him that because there was a time where 
you know, just, you know, a, a simple uh, takedown or a, or a wrist lock, he was really struggling with. So he is consistent with that now. But I purposely did not watch Raw because of that. I don't plan on it, but I, I'm not going to name that as the reason because I think he's just a transitional champion. Honestly, I'm surprised he's had the title for over a week. And the winner has to be Booker's with a soft spot for extreme championship wrestling and FMW. I, I, I just don't understand it. This, this fascination, not even has-beens, but never was. Uh, Dr. Luther looks like a baked potato with arms and legs. And then what is his, his little buddy's name? Pentronics or, or something like that. The, the one with, he looks like negative one, except he's, a, he's a, just a hair bigger with the mask on. That stuff. They're putting this on national TV. Okay, TNT. People pay to be able to watch these channels, and you are wasting your television time with guys like this. Uh, of course, ECW guys, gar- garbage wrestling guys. Basically, if you have a promotion out there, Tony Khan is willing to work with you. So whenever people can start, uh, you know, can start going again, I would definitely find out the area code to Jacksonville and try to get some money that apparently he's just handing out. Just I have a hard time calling Tony Khan a booker. I mean, let's just look at what happened this week. This is textbook stupidity. Okay, we had Sting, 60-something-year-old, almost died in the, in the ring against Seth Rollins, who was not treating him right. We all know what we all think about Seth Rollins. Almost dying in the ring in that match. You bring him back to AEW. I believe he's on TV every time, so it's not special anymore. He's on there every week. He takes a stiff powerbomb from Brian Cage. Okay, Revolution is, what, two, three weeks away? So a rational booker or a rational human being would say okay he got powerbomb last week he's 60 something this is borderline hospitalization angle what do they do this week oh he's on tv fresh as a daisy kicking ass using the bat like he should have been uh, in all the other weeks except all of team taz was running away from a 60 something year old man and 120 pound darby all in which i like darby i like him a lot but just, I, I don't know what this guy is thinking. You need like a continuity person on the roster. One week, Miro's closing out the show. He, you know, he's, it looks like you're going to push this guy. Then the next week, he's hiring butlers. Some weeks, you don't see him. He's on backstage pre tapes. Who knows what's going on? And this just, you know, fascination with garbage deathmatch wrestling. Can we have John, Mac, John Moxley? in a real wrestling match. I mean, we got to see him defend the title against uh, Kenny Omega on free TV. That was a real wrestling match. But this other stuff, out of the ring, just using every weapon, no disqualification, no count-out. He can do whatever he wants. Great promo. We know the guy can wrestle. We've seen what, what apparently what he was forced to do up in New York. I don't know why we can't do that again. So, Booker's with a soft spot for ECW and FMW garbage. That is what's causing more hurt to the business. And it's going to be a long-term thing if it keeps going this way. And last but certainly not least, I'm going to say Wired asked me this one. He's asking me, how many socks do you go through every week? Well, seven days. I got I got two feet, 14 socks. I don't see what the... Uh, 
not not really seeing an ulterior uh, motive in this question, so I'll I'll go with 14 on that one. So Brainbusters, I want to thank you for sending in these questions. I hope you're enjoying this special episode of Brainbuster Radio. Whether you're just uh, you know sitting at home or maybe you're you're driving uh, you know you're driving from far off locations, trying to make it back to the Keystone State. So stay safe driving. Uh, you know, treat each other like human beings, and we'll talk to you next time. Coast to coast in the land of the free and the home of the Whopper, you're listening to Brain Buster Radio. Ojo por ojo. As a father to a young girl in America, which of the Divas, Knockouts, and AEW women's divisions have better role models? I mean, I think, hands down, you'd have to give it to the Divas division. Uh, that includes the NXT uh, women as well. Uh, to, to say that everyone uh, would be a, a misconception in the Divas division uh, and the NXT women's division, I think there's also a, a few stragglers. I mean, you have Bailey, who's obviously the best role model around. Um, even in the Knockouts division, you know, you have the, the, the person... Uh, formerly known as uh, Emma, right? Uh, Tennille. great, great role model. But you, know, you have like your Sasha Banks, as your 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 Bianca Belair's Naomi's. That sometimes you just you know really can't keep behind. And you know, in the AEW ends, I really just feel like are, are trying to force something upon you that isn't true. You know, similar to again the, to the Royal Rumble, and how you know we've counted and recounted, and it just doesn't seem to add up. But for whatever reason, uh, they're still giving it to Triple J. I, th- I think. In the same aspect, uh, the AEW women's division by the AEWs uh, are just robbing you of your time, just as I'm being robbed of of the Royal Rumble. Yes, next question. Please. Why do you think NXT is better than AEW? I mean, it's it's quite simple. NXT uh, is the better wrestling. I don't watch AEW. I don't even really pay attention to it so I couldn't comment um, on it too much without I mean it just it's just horrible from what I have seen I think it's 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 deplorable um, NXT in terms of wrestling is the top-notch brand um, probably in all of the world right now um, and, and really what I love I love what I'm seeing in NXT because frankly in AEW what I see there uh, from when I don't watch it really because I don't really watch I don't pay attention to AEW too much I, I don't um, uh, you know they, they they pretend to 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 care more than than others, and 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 and, and, I, and I see right through that. I, I just don't see how that matters. You know, when when it comes down to it, the numbers can say what they want, but really, you know, if, if you count the the time that matters, NXT is obviously the best choice uh, for professional wrestling on Wednesday nights. <laughs> What is the most important thing going on in the sport right now within the daddy-daughter community? You know, that, that, that daddy-daughter community that you speak of in the, in the world of professional wrestling, in the sport, excuse me, of professional wrestling, just seems to, to keep expanding and growing. And, and even with everything going on and, and the travesties that are happening um, and, and Royal Rumble's being stolen and, and, all, and all that, you know, just egregious and tremendous lies that are being told, uh, it's, it's good to, to be able to, to sit down with your daughter and say, hey, this, this used to be honest. 
this used to be good. And and, and, and really, you know, when I uh, when I sit there and watch on Mondays, I feel like I'm actually um, enjoying my time with the daughter. And I think that's what's most important. You see what's going on between Ric Flair and Charlotte, just the passion. I think that speaks volumes to how daddies and daughters uh, handle this type of 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 pressure to, to sit and watch wrestling together when when things like the Royal Rumble that are continuously being falsely reported as won by by certain people you know I, I just feel like you have to try to find the positives and right now uh, sitting down on a Monday or on a Friday night with your daughters is still uh, something to be treasured uh, for a very long time yeah Will you continue to go to WWE live events if you can't eat your ice cream because of your face mask? What a... What... That is the stupid... Why... When have you ever not seen a man called Wired enjoy ice cream at a wrestling event? That's just... You know, with face mask, without the face mask, the human body is built to consume ice cream many ways. You know, whether or not the face mask gets in the way, I just cannot believe that you're part of the problem, sir, and you're the reason why... We are in this current situation for because of you. You and the people that you work with in Hollywood. You are the problem. And you are the reason why we are in the current situation we are in today. And do you still have my Nigel McGuinness DVDs? Well, that's just, that's just like you. That's just like you to deflect what the actual problem is. You know, these Nigel McGuinness DVDs that you speak of, which I don't even recall being a problem. Uh... You're just deflecting from what the truth is. And the truth is, you stole the Royal Rumble. It was it was it was mine from the beginning. You know, we didn't have all the facts. We didn't have, you know, misleading information. We had misleading information coming in. Uh, we continued to get misled through the show. Like how can this be a fair um, contest when in reality, you know, you're racking up points that none of us should because from the very beginning, the thing was sought to be a, a fraud. Fraudulence and, and, and just tremendous fraud. So no, don't even get me started on the fact that we had to count way past the final bell. Uh, you know, when the bell rang, you know, we all were, were under the understanding that none of this was going to count because the rules had already been uh, twisted. And, just, I don't have your teeth. Uh, okay, thank you, everyone. For all you good people out there listening, beware. This is Virgil, WWE Superstar. This is Brain Buster Radio. G1 Climax. All right, fans, gentlemen, ladies, brainiacs, Moose the Mark is here as we embark upon this bold, experimental new endeavor in Brainbuster Radio history, answering individual questions, anonymous individual questions I might have to really just crack open the brains and reveal the truth. Uh, that is at the heart of every individual brain buster. So in getting into these anonymous questions, I mean, I have a question. is who wrote such scintillating, hard-hitting, razor-sharp inquiries such as Moose? 
who has the best work rate right now? You know, I could talk all about your AJ Styles and your Kenny's Omega and your Kentas and your uh, Tanahashis and your Takahashis and your Okadas, but the person with the best work rate in terms of how I define work is none other than Mr. Tony Khan, the CEO of AEW, because he's working everybody. He's working the WWE fans. He's working the Impact fans. He's working the F4W Dave Meltzer Universe fans. He's working me. He's working them. And he's working you. And he's doing it to the tune of millions of dollars and hundreds of thousands of fans in that key demographic. So that's who has the burst best work rate right now is none of the Mr. Tony Khan. Number two, Moose. Could you please interview a creepy wrestling fan for Virginia to get their thoughts on the AEW women's championship eliminator tournament? Listen here, Mr. Anonymous questionnaire. I believe that every wrestling fan has a right to privacy. I believe that every wrestling fan, no matter how creepy, no matter how Virginian, has the right to a peaceful evening in their homes, free from questions about AEW's huge dual country, dual close, dual hemisphere women's championship eliminator tournament. So I'm afraid I can't bring you the creepy Virginian wrestling fan because honestly, that's kind of creepy. All right, next question. Moose, do you know what day and time Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown come on? Well, yes, I do. They come on Saturdays at 6. Next question. Now, this question, uh, this question is kind of a mouthful. Moose, can you explain to me why TV ratings from specific parts of the world that benefit the narrative of the quote-unquote Mark wrestling fan are the only thing that seems to matter? International reach should be included in figures and only counting the votes, excuse me, views of specific regions seems to be a bit biased. Am I right? I guess my question to you would be, it seems to matter to whom? To podcasters, to tweeters, to the boys in the back, to the boys in the crowd, to, to boys in general. Who does this matter to? Who is biased? Who is playing favorites and why does it matter? Why should we listen to them? Why can't we just make our own decisions on who's doing well based on whatever metrics matter the most to us? Maybe the metric that matters the most isn't 18 to 35 year olds in certain countries and certain demographics. Maybe the only thing that matters and the only thing that's ever mattered is, is this pro wrestling any good? And I say, yes, sir, it is. Our final question, does Uncle Dave show signs of dementia? What a vulgar, I just find this question so vulgar. This, do you know how many petabytes of knowledge of information are stored in this man's neurons? How many match cards from 1972? How many results from tapings in 1987 Saskatchewan are lodged in there permanently? This man writes 80,000 words a week. He is among the most prolific writers in the history of the English language, if not the written word itself. And he's still cranking them out every single week while doing radio shows, while doing some of the most hard-hitting journalism, and while watching almost as much wrestling as Long Allen Ice-T. So no, Dave Meltzer is not suffering from dementia. In fact, he's sharper than ever. And if that's enough of your silly little questions, then you will excuse me, gentlemen, for I have wrestling to not watch.
Brainiacs, we are out of time. Thank you for listening to this very special edition of Brain Buster Radio. We will be back soon. Until then, tweet it, read it, tout it, shout it. Be all about it at the Brain Busters on Twitter, Instagram, Instagram Junior, and all the social media gimmicks. And don't forget to subscribe to Brain Buster Radio on your favorite podcast gimmick. Leave those damn reviews Give them those Melcher scores as if we were giving you this show from the Tokyo Dome. Brainiacs, it has been my pleasure to be a part of this very special episode of Brain Buster Radio. WrestleMania is just around the corner. Somebody is going to get it in an exploding barbed wire death match. Sandy Letter is coming in here like it's exploding barbed wire death match time. Sandy, any predictions for the exploding barbed wire death match? wouldn't want to be by that barbed wire because when that explodes, it's kaboom! Kaboom! And that's it for this episode, Brainiacs. For Musta Mark, a man called Wire, the sultan of social media. For Mil Calzones on the Unos and Doses. Vin Man on limited dates. Jumpin' Jacob J, keeping things in order. And Long Allen Ice Tea. I'm Long Allen Ice Tea saying, I gotta get the hell out of here and watch some pro graps. <laughs> <laughs>